What's going on, everybody? You're back at the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and I am with the coach of coaches, Mr. John Meadows. How are you, sir? Good. I'm a little sunburnt. Uh, we had our first football game on Saturday, so that was about – and plus I scouted two teams, so I was out in the sun about six hours straight. <laughs> you're, you're scouting You're scouting teams? Oh, dude, I'm a psycho, man. So you're, yeah. so you're the dad that's out there, like, trying to recruit kids for your, your son's high school? So – no, I'm scouting the other team. So we played on Saturday. Oh, you're seeing and then the team we played next week played on Sunday. So I drove to the other stadium and I'm sitting there with my notepad, my in my phone. I'm sitting there. You're videotaping. You're that's illegal. You can't do that. Uh I'm, you know, hey, it worked for the Patriots. So. <laughs> so you're that crazy, you're over there filming their practices and shit? No, they were having a game. Oh, I was their just game. watching okay. the game. Yeah. Um, no, it was, they had a game. So I thought I was, I thought I was incognito. Nobody knew me. And at halftime, I feel this tap on the back and this lady's like, I watch all your videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. That's good. So, um, I got the, I got the headband on cause you're the sensei and, uh, this is classes in session. So, for those of you listening, uh, me and John were going to have a phone call. And I said, you know what? We should do the coaching call on the podcast because the last one we did was, I think I was like 14 or 15 weeks out with the first time we did one. Yeah. So now, uh, depending on what show we do, we could be six or seven weeks out and we still haven't decided. If people are asking me, like, are you going to do the show or not going to do the show? And I've been telling people, I'm not sure yet. For those of you wondering, one of the things is John is... John is my go-to for like, you're going to be honest with me, right? Like John's going to be honest with me and tell me like, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to stand with them or you're not. So I'm kind of looking, it's my decision, but it's also, I'm looking for John's input on what he sees. So tell them, tell them kind of what you see so far. Well, so we've had, it's not like the last time we were on here was our last update. We've been having updates all along. Yeah. And the last update um, we've been pulling your carbs pretty aggressively to tighten you up and keep your calories low to bring your waist in. And the last update we did, uh, which was early last week, I, what I saw was a smaller waist, but your legs look beat up and, and they looked a little shrunken up. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel I I feel like the conditioning was on track, but I feel like the cardio was a little too hard. And one of the things that was interesting is you're one of the only people that I've ever had do the step mill because in the past, in 2015, for example, you used the step mill and you were fine. Most people use a step mill and you can literally watch their legs shrink. Yeah. But you're one of the few people that's actually been able to do that. So we, we've been going back to that. But this time, I think it hits you like it would most people. I think it had a negative effect on your, yeah. in particular, the, your quad sweep in particular. Yeah, yeah. And you could really see it in your back poses. So what we did was we made a decision to get off the step mill. And then we actually took three days off cardio to let your legs fill back out. And in the pictures that you sent last night, you could see your legs look way better, like yeah. way better very very different it was a dramatic difference yeah and um so that was one of the things that we did that i think worked well and you can see uh your your uh, waist is still coming down real good um your shoulders and chest and arms look really full to me 
those still look really good. So I think we're, I think we're on the right track. We just got to keep grinding away, but I feel like the adjustments we made last week produced the effect that we were looking for. Yeah. So I want to, I want to touch on one thing. Cause a lot of people, I get these messages from people and they say, why don't you just listen to John and let John do your diet? Why are you saying you guys are working together? And I just want to clarify a point. John tells me what to do when I say we're working together. It's because I get to pick the foods I'm using. So it's like, we have a select amount. We've worked together for six years now, I think it's like mm-hmm. six, six years, pretty much. So I know the foods John likes and doesn't like, you know, it's like cream of rice, oatmeal, potato, like we're, you know, the, the main ones, that's fine. Right. So like if I want, he doesn't tell me like on, uh, for example, last week when he wanted to drop carbs, he didn't say, he didn't send me a diet with like uh, carb counts, like eat this much cream of rice or this much potato. He just said, take 50 grams of carbs out of your diet. And then it's my choice where I want to take it from and how, and how I want to pull it out. So I just want to clarify to people that when we, when I say like we're working together, it's because I have a small amount of input. It's not because I'm directing the diet. John's directing like what gets cut and what doesn't. Well, and, and I would further that and say, you know where I like to cut it from. So like when I say take out 50 grams of carbs, you know yeah. how I work and you know, it's not going to be like in your pre-workout meal, you know, it's going to yeah. be, a meal that doesn't impact your training, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I would say the one thing I think I did take, I, I've taken some liberties with, I think a couple weeks ago, I said to you, we were talking on the phone and I said, I dropped some of the fats out of this diet or that diet, or this meal or that meal. I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but there was one day I felt like I just wanted to push the, the calories a bit and push the mm-hmm. diet a little bit. So I had, I had dropped the fat out of a couple meals and you were okay with it. You, you were fine with yeah. it because it was only like one or two days. It wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. So there, there are things like that. I think small things where I, I know, like, I kind of know your mindset on things. And I know you're okay with like pushing things for one or two days. So um, I just want people to know, like, it's not like you're, you're, you're driving the, the bus. You know what I mean? So Hey man, whatever I can do to help. I don't care what people say. I just, whatever. And um, I think what's really cool is we've worked together so long, like we can see the little things, like there's little things that happen. Yeah. Um, like just taking a couple of days off cardio. Like I don't think most people probably would have seen, but I know your body and, and you know it too. So yeah, that's one of the advantages of working with someone for a while is you can see like little things like, it's- it's amazing how shocked I was at my arm workout on Friday. Cause the Friday was the first day we dropped cardio. So mm-hmm. I, I did cardio Thursday and I spoke to you on the phone. You said, take cardio the next three days. So f- the next day was Friday and I didn't do cardio that morning. I didn't increase my food or anything, but my workout after two, I think I went after two meals. I had an amazing arm pump just yeah. from not, just from not doing cardio. Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't think something that small would have that, dramatic in effect but it was like my workout was night and day from the day before well i think kind of um, things compound on each other so like your calories are are really i would say kind of i mean they're kind of low for a guy your size so so if you think about the cardio and your calories are pretty low that's beating your body up so sometimes all it takes is just a little break here there a meal here there you know I think a lot of people are like, oh, it takes a week of this, a week of that. But I think what we see in reality 
is that a meal can change things. One meal can change things. Two cardio sessions can change things. Sometimes it's the little stuff. And I think people read, read a little too much and, mm-hmm. well, it takes two weeks to get your metabolic rate, this and that, or it takes, you know, two days worth of food. Like, not really. Like, at our level, you can see changes from small things too. Yeah. Tell me if you think this makes sense because the last full day of eating I did, uh, there was a lot of chicken and rice in it because that's just, my diet's very simple. And one of the things I expressed to people was that keeping things simple allows us to measure exactly what we're doing, like with the body. Like, do you think when you say things can change very easily, like just with one meal, do you think you'd be able to notice that if all our foods were all over the place? Because I feel like, sorry, go ahead and answer, answer the question. Yeah. just answer Well, it's, it's harder because when people don't measure and track stuff, if I say to you, okay, remove 50 grams of carbs. But let's say you're not really, you're just eyeballing everything. But I, wait, let me stop you for a sec, John. I don't mean that. I mean, like, let's say somebody's doing if it fits your macros where they're measuring everything, but it's all like these various types of foods, right? Do you think they can get the same reaction out of a small, small change like we're making that we would? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think, I think food selection is part of it. So like, for example, if you um, pull out some oatmeal, let's say like for me, I can handle about a half a cup of oatmeal, but when I eat a full cup of oatmeal, my stomach feels like it's going to explode mm-hmm. from all the fiber and the volume. Mm-hmm. Like if I made a difference there uh, in like, if I said go to a cup to half a cup, then I would notice a difference personally. Yeah. Um, if it was maybe changing rice i might not notice a difference on how i feel but at the end of the day it's still more calorie driven so if you're losing if you're taking calories out you're going to get the result yeah i think just kind of how you feel can change but the end result is still pretty consistent with just the fact that you're moving calories up and down i guess i I guess what i'm trying to say is like right now we're doing um 150 grams of rice per meal if you, t- if you said to me tomorrow, I want you to make them all 200 grams, I would notice, notice a dramatic effect. And I don't know, but I, and I know it's from the addition of carbs, obviously, but yeah. I feel like it's because everything's so simple that we can track that minor blip. Even if you just took one meal and made it 200 grams, like let's say you said for your pre-workout meal, make it 200 grams and the others keep them at 150. I feel like I would notice that small, small change because everything is the same every yeah. day for weeks on end so when yeah you, hit, you know what i mean yeah well the nice thing is when you kind of control all the variables like that when you just change one thing you can tell if it's working or not and i'm the same way like yeah. one of the guys i train with we have this joke about how how hard it is to go from one cup of rice to two <laughs> like like if you just eat one cup of rice it's like yeah. man that was normal yeah. meal but then when it's two cups yeah it's like, oh my God, I eat two cups of rice and I'm super <laughs> yeah. full. And yeah. I mean, you're talking about what, 37 grams of carbs? Yeah. Um, but you feel a lot different. So a lot of times that one meal can make a pretty big difference. Yeah. Um, so you saw my pictures yesterday and, and those people who were watching, I posted them too. So you can check them out on Instagram. They went up a couple of days ago. Um, what do you see this week? What are we going to do? to push the conditioning even more. Cause I feel when I look at the photos and answer, I, I always, I was wondering this question. That's why I left it in my email to you. My backside used to come in before my front side. 
for sure yeah and now like i used to get shredded glutes before my love handles were gone yep and now i feel like my backside like my entire back like my back my love handles my hamstrings everything is all holding more fat than the front and i was going to ask you if you think that's related to the fact that i haven't used any anti-estrogens yet um anti-estrogens do not burn fat they um okay. they just that's keep ex ex excess uh uh convert i mean the the conversion of test estrogen the, which is which is causing water retention so what you see is more likely water than it is fat like mm -hmm. you know if you pull an ovidex out or proviron out or whatever out or remedex or remus or whatever you may have a little bit of water which would lead you to believe i'm getting fatter but you're really not like it doesn't it doesn't impact in fact in fact i would say this you can actually slow down fat burning if you kill all your estrogen. So like yeah. if you're hammering a Remedex and Aromacin, it can actually impact your body's ability to burn fat in a negative way. So I don't think you're fatter. I think it's, I think chances are there is a little bit of water though. Okay. So let me, let me clarify what I was saying. So I don't sound retarded. <laughs> um, okay. I know, I know any estrogens don't burn fat, but I guess the, the reasoning that behind what I said was, your hormone levels cause you to carry fat in certain places, don't they? Like, there's a lot of theories on that. Like, for example, if your cortisol levels are higher, then you carry yeah. more around your waist. I mean, there yeah. are theories around that. Um, I think there's probably a fair amount of evidence on the waist part, but yeah. you know, then you hear like insulin sensitivity. If it's bad, you have to hold more subscapular fat. I tend to think it's more genetic. I think there's genetic uh, predisposition in your family and in your genes is where mm -hmm. where you hold your fat personally well, well the other reason i say it is because and it, like i said it's obviously anecdotal and it's not a direct correlation but i used to do we used to i used to start my prep with like one arimidex a day and that's and then i used to notice that my body fat levels would change not how fast they went away but where i stored my fat was different that's why i'm asking i wonder if it has anything to do hormonally with estrogen levels being higher yeah i mean it it, it could have an impact it could have an impact. I, um, I would say I probably wouldn't worry about that until we're like four weeks out. We think we're four weeks out. Um, I still think right now it's probably water more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Um, because this is the first time like you've pulled your anti-estrogens. I've never done so, Yeah, I've never, especially I've never gone this long. Like there's nothing, I mean, cause most people don't consider a proviron an estrogen either. So uh, it's like there's nothing because I'm not I'm proviron. Yeah. Proviron is the only one I would be taking that you could consider an any estrogen, and I'm only at 25 milligrams. Yeah. So like this is definitely you know my overall stack is honestly, I mean, it's probably a third of previous shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I feel like it's working. Like I feel I feel better. And I, I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like I need more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's productive. You know, I know a lot of people like to pound like letrozole, for example, and then no. they feel terrible. Like no. they feel terrible. I'm like, I've never had one client use that no. ever in my history. I, John, I just don't see the need for it. John, I use letrozole. I had a kid told me he was using it. He came to me for coaching when I was coaching and he said he was using it in the off season. I was like, are you crazy? I was like, I use that shit for like one week, I think before a show once, and it was like the last week or two before a show. Yeah. I couldn't even get off the couch. Yeah. It just, it just floored me. I couldn't move. I'm like, 
Yeah. But yeah. So, but, but that's why I feel like my moods, like my moods are better. My energy level is better. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try one prep and take as little anti-estrogens as I have to. Yeah. Cause well, I there's, like- there's a lot to that. I mean, think about what you're saying. You feel better. So you're going to move around more. So now you talk about, uh, what's the acronym for it? Um, your um neat your non-exercise activity thermogenesis whatever that is yeah yeah now that's higher so you're burning more calories and that can be what 10 15 maybe even 20 percent of your caloric expenditure so you're you're probably burning more you feel better what i think what hurts people is they're so tired and i've been there you just lay around all the time you don't burn anything yeah and that neat part is actually a pretty big it's actually more for most people it's actually more than the exercise part the exercise activity so we used to have this, um, I'm, you probably used this back in the day. It was, um, it was used to treat Cushing syndrome, Cytodrine. Oh, fuck. I remember that. You can, remember that? It was hard to get, um, but, but by the time I used it, it was almost like extinct. I think I yeah, used we, yeah, we used it initially because we thought it would block cortisol, so you yeah. would just grow. Yeah. And then we figured out real quick, we're not growing any differently. No. <laughs> and no. uh it had this side effect that made you so sleepy. I've never in my life taken anything that made me as sleepy as that I, stuff. I remember. Yeah. That was, I had uh, a sales job and yeah. I was going to visit clients. So I'd visit one client and then I'd pull over and just take a nap in the car. <laughs> then I would go visit another client, pull over and take another nap. I mean, that's what my days were like. I was yeah. so tired from that stuff. That was, that shit was dangerous. I remember falling asleep at a red light once. Literally, <laughs> yeah. I swear, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I, I was, believe you. I was like, and I, I nodded off and I woke up and I'm like, holy shit, I'm at a red light. If I take my foot off the brake, I'm in the intersection. So yeah, like, that, yeah, that would not be good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, yeah. no, I remember Cytogen. I think I only used it for a couple shows, but I remember, I remember the effects. Um, yeah. okay. So where do we go from here? Are we, are we pushing things harder? Or are we keeping things the same or how do you feel? I want to continue to not do the step mill. I want you back on the cardio, but not do the step mill. So I prefer just walking. I, I want to keep that the same, but I want to pull down um, carbs another 50 grams for the week. Another 50 grams. Another 50 grams. I want to push it. Um, you're holding size really well. You just had a break. So, you know, we kind of eased off. Now let's, now let's push on the gas a little bit. Let's go a little harder. And then we'll see where you're looking like today's Monday. We'll see how you're looking like Thursday or Friday. You know, I, you know, I basically, that just means I have carbs like pre and post workout now. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, you can handle it. I think I can handle it. I wanted to tell you something I did, but I, I pulled a, <laughs> I, pu- I pulled a little bit of fat just to kind of push things. Uh, okay. Well then you can't pull 50 grams of carbs if you already pulled extra calories. No, no, no. I only did it. I only did it for like one or two meals. It wasn't a big deal. I can, I can put it back in. I just, I'm starting to get, you know, this, I think this happens to a lot of beginners, but I still have this mentality sometimes. So I'm just going to be honest. I start to get scared to eat. I start to get, I start to get to the point where I'm like, I should just shave this or I should just shave that. And I like, you want to kind of speed things up. Mm. And uh, it's a bad habit. It's a bad habit I have. I just like, I want things to be better faster, even though I know it's only going to make things worse. But here and there I'll cut like, well, maybe I'll have 130 grams of rice this meal instead of 150. You know what I mean? So yeah, just keep in mind, like, you know, if we're still like six weeks out, we got to have some, we got, we have to have some play in the diet. What I mean by that is we have to have something we can continue to pull out. Yeah. Like if there's no fat and there's no carbs left, 
I mean, only thing left to do is increase T3, which puts you at risk of burning a lot of muscle and getting really flat, which I'm not a fan of. So, um, but I do think we should push the carbs lower Mm-hmm. And I think you'll get tighter. And now we now we just had some days off cardio, so you put that back in. I think in three days you should look pretty different. And then, like I said, we'll take a look Thursday or Friday and see see how you look based on those changes. So car so carbs pre and post, and that's it. Man, I'm gonna be shredded in like four days. <laughs> you still got a ways to go. I mean, you're on track, but you're not yeah, like a week out. No, no, I know. I still got. I if I had to guess, I would say I probably got 20 pounds. Look at how much you weigh. I know. I know. That's the weird thing, right? It's like, you know, it's really yeah. strange. I'm 269 this morning. And, but I know, I don't like, I, I think I still have like 20, but I say I have 20 pounds, but then I look at the photos and I'm like, I don't know if I have 20 pounds. Yeah. I don't know if you have 20. Um, I, I don't then, know if you have 20, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking more like around 10 to 12, probably 12. Yeah. But that puts me on stage at the same size I was in 15 and I was way bigger in 15 than I am now. Um, I don't know that you were bigger. I just think you, you didn't have tears and your muscle bellies were a little prettier is what I would say. Oh, you had had a little bit more roundness, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird how you can have the same amount of muscle, but it looks shittier? Absolutely, man. I mean, I I mean, I, I I was back up to, uh, before I had my heart attack, I was back up to 225, 227, which is what I normally weigh in the off season, but it just didn't look the same as the 225 five years ago. Right. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I weigh the same, but I don't look the same. And I think that's the challenge as you get older. Um, I mean, like you look at Dexter, and he's got some muscles. He's amazing. He's got he's been able to fight this more than anybody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's got some muscles. that still got that cartoony roundness, but you can see some of them like yeah. losing that shape. Yeah. And he's probably the best in history at maintaining that round, bubbly look. But even him, it's starting to hit him now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was hoping my body would hang on until I was 50, but unfortunately it didn't, it didn't happen. I'm 48 now and I can see, I can see mine starting to go away. I'm going to go back to the original debate that everybody has. And it's a style of training. I think Dexter's style of training is what has enabled him to stay fresher looking for longer. Well, if you followed him early in his career, he used to train three, four days a week and that was it. And yeah. he rested. He didn't do cardio. Like he kept wow. his body fresh. He didn't, he didn't murder himself on do you have you ever seen Dexter squatting five, six hundred pounds? No, no, that's what I mean. Like I don't that's you know? exact that's exactly my point. Is like he found a way to get the most out of his body with the least amount of effort. Yeah, and even to a degree, even Sean Roden did that. Um yeah. Sean even did that. He didn't murder his body. Um yeah. so like if you're in a position where you can do that genetically, I think it's awesome. Like yeah. people used to say, Well, so and so don't train that hard. Hey, if they're healthy and their their body looks good, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Like I slaughtered my body because I had to. I didn't yeah. have the cartoony genetics. Like That's right. uh, that wasn't an option for me, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not an option for you either. Like you and I, we can't just like our approach has to be a little different. You have to force it almost. You got to force it a little bit. That's they, right. They can kind of like let it happen, and we have to like make it happen. It's a little yeah. It's a little different. Um. So I wanted to touch on cheat meals. So we've been having a cheat meal every Saturday. Um, and they've been relatively good. I think I had pizza like once or twice, but most of the time they've been like homemade burgers and shit like that. But, um, last week you took it out and you told me to do, and the reason I'm bringing it up is just kind of give people some information. So you told me to do about a hundred grams of carbs each meal. So you said 600 grams of carbs. So I did that. 
and I didn't get the same result the next day. And I'm not, I guess all I'm saying is it's, what are you, are you looking for me to get the same result as I get from a cheat meal or what are you looking for? No, you're not. No, no, I don't need you to get hyper full where you tear a quad on a V squat machine. Because you're so pumped up. You had to bring that up, right? That was like, that was five years ago. You're still talking about it? I still remember that though. (laughs) I was so full though. It was the best workout of my life. Yeah. Until you felt a pop. Yeah. Um, I am. No, I just want to some, some replenishment of your glycogen doesn't, you don't need to be like super full. I just need to replenish some. That's all. Okay. Okay. Then we achieved that. But I just, I remember uh, the week before, I think I had like a medium pizza or something like that and some ice cream. And yeah. I woke up the next day, we went train chest and my pump was ridiculous. Like I felt yeah. like. Now I will say this, if you're ready early, the more yeah. ready you are, the more liberal I get with that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. You know, yeah. um, it just depends on, it's just kind of the state your body's in. Like the more beat up you are, the more ready you are, the more we can have some liberty with that. Yeah. Um, but right now I'd rather, like I would say probably this weekend, I don't know. We'll, we'll base it off how you look on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. But Right now, my plan would probably be to, to do the same thing. Yeah. But again, it, it could change on Friday. We'll just see how you look on Friday. Okay, two more questions, and I'll let you go, because I know you got you to get ready for football. Um, one question is something I've wrestled with since the beginning of my career, and I can't figure out why. I even have videos that show it. So it's a really strange thing that happens with my stomach. When I'm flat, my obliques tend to hang out further. Like they, my, almost my stomach feels thicker. Okay. If I overeat, then I get like bloated and just real blocky. Right. But there's like an in-between spot. And I noticed it last week after my cheat meal on Saturday night, when I woke up Sunday and I went to work out after my workout, my chest was like blasting full, but my stomach was so tight. Like I had no problem flexing it because it was just already like, it's really weird. It's almost like the glycogen, like, help me flex it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of this makes sense to you, but like there are times mm-hmm. when I, it's happened to me at shows. Like there's a show, uh, the Houston pro in 2008, there's a video of it on my YouTube. My waist looks like it's like this big. And I think we insulin loaded. I was working with Chad at the time and we took some insulin to load for that show. And I was so full. Like if you watch the video, you could see like everything, the chest, shoulders, everything's so full, but my stomach is like, like this. And I don't know how to achieve that. Like, I don't know where the number is because if we load too hard, then I get bloated. And if we don't load enough, then I don't get that really tight connection with my stomach. So I just don't know if you've ever encountered anything like that. So two things come to mind. Um, Number one, I don't have the exact answer for that because that's a really strange uh, thing, right? The unique scenario. Yeah. Um, Back when I was coaching Antoine, I remember I had him start uh, a little humog before training and his waist actually got smaller. Yeah. And that kind of goes with what you're saying. Everything, the glycogen went in the right places. Everything sucked up and got tight. Um, um, The other thing I would say is um, I've used this method. um, Actually, I've had, I've had Josh Wade, Chris Zeno, Joe Thomas, who else have I had win the team universe? I've had five people compete in the team universe and they all won. Mm-hmm. All five of those guys the day before the show, I had them do a light workout and I had them just to get a pump and I had them to 
drink and intra drink to push some glycogen and then train to push some glycogen into the muscle, not train to the effect where you're creating inflammation and you're breaking down fibers, but just enough to move nutrients into the muscle, which is exactly what happens when you train. And um, I've obviously used that a lot myself. And I think that helps when you can get nutrients into the muscles like that. The problem is, is it, it tends to work better when you're a little more depleted. Yeah. If you're not depleted, sometimes it can just give you a little bit of a, a you know, a little bit of a watery look if you don't get yeah. it right. Yeah. You know what? That's actually it. That's what you touched on. Cause I was so depleted. Uh, Cause that was the first week we cut carbs. I was so depleted before that cheat meal. And the next yeah. day I woke up and it, it just had like the immediate opposite effect. Yeah. But I, but I think you're right because when I've tried it for shows, if we carb load for like three, four days, I don't get that same. You won't, like, you won't get the same effect. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. If we see, I think people underestimate how much your insulin sensitivity can change from day to day. I think people think once it's set, it's set. Yeah. But again, when you're talking about someone who's dieted down for a contest and in this crazy abnormal state, it's a little different than just your normal Joe blow. You're doing a study with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And when you're that depleted, your insulin sensitivity is obviously through the roof. So as soon as you put some nutrients in you, bam, it's going, it's sucking into the muscle, especially if you train, because mm-hmm. then it's driving even more into the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, last question. And then I'll let you go. Uh, legs. So we're trying to work on now. I know you said my legs were down. Part of the reason they were down is because I tweaked my VMO, like I think nine or 10 weeks out. It was a really, really minor thing though. That's why I didn't say anything about it online. So I couldn't squat or train heavy for like three or four weeks. Um, but I'm back kind of training good now. Like I'm you know, squat of three plates, like pretty easily the last couple of weeks. Do you think I've been doing two leg days. I've been doing a hamstring day on like Tuesday and then a quad dominant day on Saturday. Do you think I should make them like both a little bit more quad dominant? No. Um, what I would say is when you do the hamstring dominant day, add in a little bit of quad too at the end. Yeah, I do usually and, like I'll add in like uh, some like leg press at the end of it kind of thing. Okay. And then the opposite on quad day, add a little bit of hamstring yeah. at the end. No, I do that. But I, what I was saying, I guess, is on Tuesday, should I add maybe also a squat? Like not to failure, just like, you know, three, four sets of a squat. On the hamstring day? Yeah. Nah. No, I don't, I don't think I would. I, I I don't really like the idea of you squatting twice a week. Um, okay. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't. Do you guys have a pendulum squat? Yeah, the new gym mat does actually. So try this. So after you train your hamstrings, yeah. Um, do two sets of leg extensions. Okay. Do one high rep set just to warm up your quads. Yeah. And then figure a weight that you can do for about, say, twelve reps. Probably okay. Two, two and a half plates. Okay. Yeah. And do, and do 25 reps with it, but only do full reps. So when you can't do a full rep, get out of the machine, breathe for five seconds and get back in and go yep. until you get 25 reps. Oh, That's the only set you're going to do. Oh, you want me to do it? Okay. So something I can do 12 with, but get out rest and come back and finish the 25. Until like, you get 25 and the rep yeah. has to be a full rep. Okay. Then I want you to go to the pendulum squat and I want you to do the same thing. I want you to do one set just to kind of get the feel of it. Yep. Then I want you to put a weight on there that you can do for maybe 10. And I want you to do the same thing for 25. That's your, that's all. I want you to do that. Tell me how that works. Okay. I'll do that for sure. 
Uh, okay, John, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you have uh, football and you have people to spy on. That's right. So, <laughs> I can't believe you're spying on people. Man. <laughs> so, I'm just watching their game. How long yeah. is watching their game? Happen you happen to be recording it at the same time. <laughs> oh, those pictures mainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> so, had a tough game Saturday, but we won. It was tough, though. The, is that, was that your first you – know, it wasn't your first game, was it? That was our first game. Yeah. All right. So you're 1-0. One, one oh. What do you guys expect to be this year? Um, here's the problem. Our superstar, our absolute animal beast is out this week. His, his, uh, family's going on vacation and taking him. So that's no excuse. What is that going on vacation? It's football season. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to shut up. Right. No, um, man, you got to go have a talk with that dad. You got to be like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Um, but, uh, we're going to have a good team. We're going to do really well. Cool. Um, you know, um, I'm putting in the pro style offense, uh, kid, so I don't know if you noticed, but on ESPN on Sunday, Pickerington, where I live, yeah, there's two Pickerington teams. There's Pick North and Pick Central. They were playing on ESPN on Saturday. That's how good football is here. Yeah. Wow. That's how good football is here. What's, were, what's, what's your son? Your sons, what team do they play on? Um, well, it's a youth athletic league here in Pickerington. Oh, okay. Okay. And we have four teams, four yeah. Pickerington youth teams. And then we have two teams from one place close to us and two teams from another. So there's eight teams in our league. Yeah. Yeah. And inevitably the top, the Pickerington teams are usually the top four teams, even yeah. though we split our talent equally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the other teams will load up one of their teams and their other team will be really bad. <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy because when yeah. we load, if we loaded up all, one of our teams, which we do one yeah. all-star, when we have the all-star tournament, we load up one Pickerington team and it beats everybody like 50 to nothing. <laughs> um, but um, it's fun though, man. The kids are great. The kids are awesome. I love the kids. It's 11 year olds, but we have a quarterback that's nine. He's nine years old. And yeah. this kid is amazing. Really? Eh? He was the number one pick in the draft. Like we picked him number one in the draft. That's He's crazy. amazing. He's um, like a national track star. He's a tough kid. He's a yes, sir. He's very disciplined. He's a great kid. He, every single day, he works really hard. He, a little kid wakes up in the morning. He runs 800 yards every single morning when he wakes up. No way. Uh, are he's you, a tough. Are you out there coaching with the coaches, or are you just like kind of the helping dad that's there? No, I'm a coach. I run the offense. Oh, you're a coach? Yeah. I didn't know you were like a full-blown coach. You run the, you run the offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, hold on. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> So here's my uh, play. Um, so, like, for example, here's my play sheet from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm over there on the sideline with my play sheet. I yeah. mean, I'm doing it up, man. Are you spending more time on football practice than you are on your clients now? I spend four hours a day on football. Jesus. Yeah. That's... My, my, um, my schedule right now is pretty insane. Four hours a day on football. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, they're youth kids. How many plays could you draw up for, for 10 year olds? It's not that. It's um, practices. Yeah. I mean, the practice is two hours. I get there an hour before and I don't usually leave until an hour after it's done. Yeah. So there's yeah. three hours. And then during the day, I sit and I try to figure out what our weaknesses are and how we can fix them. Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. Right. You're going to be insane. You know what? You're going to be an NFL coach one day, aren't you? So uh, Noah, you know Noah, my film yeah. guy. Yeah. So Noah, I had him come and film the first game. Yeah. So when you called me an hour ago, I yeah. was watching my film for like the eighth time, like of the game. And I can tell you every play we ran, I can tell you how we messed it up. 
like I could tell you, okay, this guy didn't do this, this guy didn't do this. So, you know, I, dude, I'm just obsessive about stuff. When I put There's, my mind to something, I'm just yeah. obsessive. Well, it's like I was just going to say that we all are. It's like a bodybuilder yeah. mentality, right? It's like black or white. You're either doing it or you're not doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not just like going to show up and hang out with them and go, hey, run a few plays here and there. Like, no, we're going to figure out how we can win. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll let you get to it, man. Thank you very much, John, for the time. And uh, I guess we'll get back on again. I don't know in the next few weeks, and we'll make yeah. some more make some more changes and let people fill people in. You know what we'll do when we decide if we're going to compete or not? We'll maybe we'll get you on then, and we'll tell people the reasoning behind the yes or no decision. Yeah, that sounds good. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. All right, John. Thank you very much for your time, man. I'll uh, I'll be in touch in a few days and send you more photos. All right, perfect. Okay, brother. Have a good one. Have a good practice. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.